Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong. Captain, or well, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And today, I've got a very special guest with me uh, to talk a bit more about Varushka and what it's like to be a warden. Sam, feel free to introduce yourself. Hello. Yeah, I play... Um... Dubravka Nadjaovna Vanek Vesely, um, which is a very long Varushka name. Most people call her Du for short because it's easier to remember. Um, yeah, and I play a courage priest and a warden. Uh, so her archetype is warden and most of what I do is synod-y things um, and <laughs> generally running around and getting <laughs> stuck in and meddling. <laughs> Is that, uh, I mean, first of all, has anyone, I mean, okay, first of, first of all, I love that name. Can you just say it one more time? Dubravka Nadja Ovna Vanek Vesely. That's so awesome. How did that, <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you come up with that? <laughs> the name? Yeah, the name. Oh, gosh. It's, <laughs> so, this, there is a kind of a story. Um, in Varushka, children are given the names of animals when they're kids. Um, because it's meant to protect them from the scary evil monsters um, because names have power. So in my mind, because Dubravka is a changeling, I thought it would be funny if her child name was Doe. Uh, so I picked the name Dubravka, which is, I think, normally meant to be pronounced Dobravka, um, and then just had her personally insist that it was pronounced Dubravka and insist that her name was Do rather than Doe. Uh, which is just like an inside joke that only I find funny. Um, <laughs> that's how I picked the name. Fantastic. And has anybody got that name correct, um, like actually on field? Because I can imagine like some Varushkins or members of your, um, is Vale the right way to say a group? A, a group of Varushkins? Yeah, yeah, we come from Vales. Um, we have our various other groups inside of that. Um, everyone calls her Do because it's easier to remember. <laughs> but in Varushka, we just call each other cousin if we forget each other's name. Oh, even better. Oh, fantastic. So there's still a prize out there for someone getting that name correct and addressing you? <laughs> I have had some very sort of like vigilant people who will write down the name and then come out of it. So props oh, to them. Oh, that's smart. Gosh, I wish I could write. Um... <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so um first of all thank you so much for uh you know coming on to to talk to us i would say me but hopefully some people are listening to this and i've been reliably informed by the internet that they do so um oh that's a terrible terrible pun please forgive me um I've, I've got a set of questions and for those of you listening in who um maybe here for the first time uh the format of these episodes is i totally coerce a uh an empire player uh, from anvil with cake, biscuits, and other bribes to come and spill the beans about a certain thing. And in this case, uh, as Sam mentioned, it's around playing a, a warden in Varushka. And I've got a few questions here, but I'm going to go through essentially what's it like to be a warden and what do they do. So the idea is if you're interested in this part of the game or Varushka in general, maybe, then this is very relevant for you. If you're not thinking of playing in Varushka, um, change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> come to Varushka it's the best nation 
I mean, there's a strong. I think there's a strong argument. Um, I'm going to go immediately <laughs> off piste, uh, um, immediately, and actually ask. Um, Ossium, reclaiming Ossium. Uh, so for you listening in at home, um, Varushka have. I think they're the geographically the largest nation in the empire now, and they are also the proud owner of the only barbarian territory to be captured since we've been playing the game. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, five territories, baby. Nice. Um, has that meant anything for you at all as a, as a character? And like, is it a big nation? Is it a big deal in the nation? Oh, it's a huge deal in the nation. It's it's become a big talking point, especially because we now have characters who come from Ossium, um, and they have now a lot of game uh, to do with religion and to do with to do with politics. Uh, so, like a member of my sect, um, his name is Vasily in character, was one of the priests who brought the way to Ossium, basically. Um, so it's become like a big part of our game, like virtue in Ossium and uh, preaching the way there. Um, and my character has now become very sort of embroiled with Ossian politics, with Dawn and, and the Barons and, and how it all relates to each other. So there's just so much like rippling out from the Ossian game. It's it's really cool and fun. Fantastic. And the, I know that the Sandfishers were like a, a local tribe of orc slaves under the druge has that um has that like come up at all in game as well because we i think it was pre-pan pre-pandemic uh one of the battles actually had some sandfisher orcs um actually on it sort of running away from the druge now i remember this because uh i was sat on the other side of the gate ready to go through and we saw unarmed orcs in in clothes no armor running towards imperial lines and then i think the dornish cut them down um, oh gosh. assuming you know, perhaps wisely but it was a trap but has yeah. there been uh, that kind of like sandfisher interaction on the field i mean i haven't personally had much game or interactions with sandfishers um not in varushka anyway um but yeah i think <laughs> this is another thing about how it sort of like is rippling out everywhere um just seems like varushka now is very much like a topic for discussion because it just tends to branch out now with with Ossian being this big like epicenter of, of game and drama um yeah eventually it'll, it'll get to us fantastic um yeah i, I just that image of the <laughs> image of the um sandfishers getting cut down has stuck with me on an oc note for a while you know that moment when you realize that the empire are maybe not the good guys in a, in a setting <laughs> Oh wait, we're the baddies. <laughs> Hans, oh, are we the baddies? But <laughs> <laughs> cool. So back on Peast. Um, my first question, the first few, I apologise. I think uh, you probably have had these questions a lot before. But the first one would be, um, you know, what is a warden? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, to start at the basics, uh, for people who don't know anything about Varushka, um, Warden is kind of essentially how Varushkans are able to live and get by in their monster-filled nation. So there are these things called wolves and plague wolves, and there are all kinds of monsters that want to kill and eat you. Um, so Varushkans have wards to keep homes and veils and roads safe. 
And wardens are the people whose job it is to ward and maintain wards. Um, but every, the idea is that every single Varushkin should know how to do it. Um, every single Varushkin will carry some kind of talisman or know how to, to mm. ward in a simple way. Um, but wardens are the people who will step off the warded roads and make more roads um, and link up veils together. And if we didn't have wards and we didn't have wardens, then we would be a lot more isolated from each other. We wouldn't be able to cross the nation, basically, and really be a part of the empire. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of the... Uh, like the motto in Varushka is to stay on the road because roads are warded and they're protected and you can't be hurt by monsters if you're on the road and it's the warden's job in theory to step off of the road to make more roads basically <laughs> awesome because um that that's really I didn't actually know that because my yeah you know, I've I've read the wiki and bits and bobs and um not particularly well in some places, clearly. Um, so, like my, uh, the, the prevailing opinion on on the field, if you're not a Varushkin player or really know anything about Varushka, is that wardens were monster hunters. But does that, why is that part? I I think is true. Does it stem from actually stepping off those roads and going and hunting for for new ones? I think it's it's definitely sort of the uh, main art, like. Uh... It's the main picture of a warden that I think most people have. And obviously I think that definitely comes from like Geralt of Rivia and like the inspiration that's drawn from like the Witcher series. Uh, there, there is a lot that's clearly been inspired by the Witcher books in, in the Varushkin Brief. Mm -hmm. um, but the monster hunting thing is this big part of the, uh, of the Warden Brief, I think. Um, it, it, I, it's not the only part of it, but I think it's sort of the most um, like obvious part of it. Um, and there's like a big part on the wiki about the sort of company of the White Stag and Changeling Wardens in particular, um, who are a fellowship of Wardens who go and concentrate on fighting monsters. Because monsters are the things that are kept out by wards, so the way to sort of keep monsters away is to go out and kill more monsters it, it makes sense you know i often want to get rid of the cakes in my fridge and eating them is the easiest way to <laughs> fantastic so um so we had a you know, little chat we had before recording this um there is a difference between what a you know what a warden does in in the fluff on the wiki and, and outside of anvil versus what goes on inside anvil and uh I think one of the main things is that you, I think it even says it on the wiki, you can't have a, there's sort of two, three thousand people potentially on the field. There's nowhere near enough resource to give you a solo quest uh, to kill a monster. That, that just won't happen in, in playtime. And with that being a big part of the Varushkin brief, oh, sorry, the, um, the Warden brief, um, what's it like um, actually on Anvil Field as a Warden when it comes to going after monsters or griblies, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it, it is quite different to how the brief might sort of frame it on the wiki. Um, it, it's not like entirely different. Um, I would never say there's no chance of you going out to, to kill monsters. Um, it, it's just that you probably won't have 
that Geralt of Rivia experience of, of going out on the solo mission to, to kill a monster. Um, it, it's much more common uh, that you will be part of a group or a fellowship or a, a bigger skirmish to go out and, and tackle this thing. Um, but I think the sort of archetype of the Warden is very broad and I think it overlaps a little bit with different archetypes that we have in Vorushka. So we've got archetypes that are like your character is a group leader. So like we have Vorushkan boyars or like the Dawn Earls or the Wintermark Thanes. Or you have your character does magic in a very specific way, like uh, like the mountebanks in League who yeah. are street magicians, or like the mummers in the marches who do like theatrical magic. Um, and they're they're very specific. And in Varushka, I find that there is a lot more overlap with the archetypes, and that's maybe for better or for worse. So we have a fighter archetype already with the Schlachter, and they're meant to be like the organized soldiers. We have magic user archetypes because we have Kabbalists and we have Volhovs, and they both do magic in different ways. Like Kabbal, uh, Kabbals are uh, ritual magic users and Volhol, Volhovs are people who um, sort of meddle with magic and they roam around veils. We have wise ones and they do like a lot of bargaining and they might deal with problems without fighting them. They're trying to find threats. And a warden is kind of all of those things rolled up into one. So it can kind of make it feel directionless if you're you're quite new, I think, to Empire. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, in my opinion anyway, it comes down to how you role play what the archetype means for your character so like practically on the field like to answer the question <laughs> wardens are um usually they're going to be the ones who get involved with monster quests like skirmishes that involve monsters and we'll get npcs who come to the varushkin camp and say help we've got a wolf in this part of varushka and we need someone to come help us or help we have a sovereign that we need to deal with and in Varushka, it's better to take a mixture of people. You might want Schlachter, who are the pig people who are going to go and fight any threats. But you might also want Wardens. And Wardens who know how to deal with monsters. And in the field, it tends to be Wardens, or the Warden archetype, who are organising skirmishes. They're taking a lead because that's what their character would do. They're people who are going to find a way to deal with the threat by getting together different skill sets and different people who can deal with it. Um, I find that wardens also are the people who sort of wield the hearth magic quite strongly. Mm. And that's definitely how I've interpreted the brief. So we have Stenza and storytellers who are important for telling stories. And that's a huge part of Varushka's brief. But we also have warden as an actual part of our hearth magic an actual magical thing that wardens can do so warden things like we ward the camp so every night at anvil we come together to walk around the entirety of the varushkin camp and that creates a hearth magic ward is this with the um 
would you ever put little posts in the ground? Because I see those in the in the actual rituals for warding areas against the um, like Navarre warding of Alorn, for example. We put little hmm. posts with with runes painted on them. Do, uh, do you do the same? Yeah, we have warding posts, um, and we do the half magic warding, which is us walking around the whole camp, um, and that is meant to be us invoking our half magic to build a wall around the camp. But we also have a warding. Uh, uh, I've forgotten the name for it. Group groups who do magic. Covens. Oh, Coven, yes. yeah. I should know this because I'm part of the coven. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we have a specifically a warding coven. They're called the heirs of the Kanan, Um and they cast the warding rituals, um, which is like another part of sort of the warding ceremony that we do. So there's uh, hold back frozen hunger, which mechanically wards against the undead. Um, and there's, there is no welcome here, which wards against Eternals and Heralds. So every night the Coven, the Heirs of Kanan, will do that ritual as well to physically and magically make this barrier. Oh, that's awesome. Um... Something that came up at, um, at E3 was uh, a tulpa. I actually ended up in the Varishkin camp to talk to one of your wise ones about them, actually. Um, I had no idea you were warded at night, so I imagine that your players were probably spared that fate of their memories <laughs> getting stolen at the last event. So this is a very fun um, part, I think, of the warden that a lot of people do tend to forget. And... I think this is something that is um, very relevant to warden players and something that warden players can take upon themselves to be an authority figure for. Um, wards exist and they will keep out these things. The Tulpa couldn't get into the camp unless people invite things into the wards. Ah. So the ward only exists as this barrier because we have sort of created it so with our half magic. But you can, you can still invite people in. So this has happened quite a few times where we've had Gribblies turn up outside the camp and then unsuspecting people will say, why aren't you coming in? Just come into the half fire, come and get warm. And that invites the scary thing into the camp. And it's now here and you can't do anything about that. So the wards exist as long as we sort of tell you that they exist and keep people out. So that is another warden responsibility in a way where you will make sure that things that have been invited in haven't been invited in in error and checking if things seem awry so we did have a couple of wardens who were heads on the swivel making sure that the tulpa wasn't sort of killing Sneaking people in. basically <laughs> oh fantastic because um have, have you ever had a moment where you, you sort of sat by the hearth and um uh, you know uh, maybe maybe a, a less vigilant citizen has invited something in and it's sort of i can imagine uh, the warden saw diving across the fire going no 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 and like you know hand across mouth that kind of thing has, has that ever happened oh yeah yes it happens frequently oh <laughs> we um we had velodny turn up at the varushkin hearth uh for people who don't know the velodny are a group of basically undead evil liches um who sort of all cut their hearts out I'm simplifying this, but they all cut their hearts out and, and made themselves evil and undead. Um, and it, it's become a sort of 
long-standing goal for Varushka to hunt down the Velodny and kill them once and for all. Um, several Velodny have just turned up at the hearth fire talking, uh, talking to us and um, have had to be reckoned with. Okay, I'll be, um, I'll be careful, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, uh... um, it does tend to seem... Our egregores will, will keep a close watch, I think, on the vigilance of the Varushkins and the strength of our ward and they they will test it they will they will test us and they will test it quite quite frequently if um let's say I, i'm so i'm navari at the moment and if i'm inside your camp um and if i invite a griblian does can it still cross or is it only if a varushkin invites them in yeah I, it would it would be varushkins as far as i'm aware because varushkins have created this ward gotcha okay so we can't totally uh totally screw your nation over <laughs> not that we would try not that but... i'm aware of although i don't think many people have tried so maybe it's something to to have a go at yeah, not not deliberately i'm i'm playing a ni- I'm, I'm a nice i'm a nice person now but uh, <laughs> you told me this two summits ago that would have been a <laughs> interesting <laughs> tidbit um it's interesting what you said a little bit earlier actually about the um like the warden archetypes being quite sorry your varushkin archetypes being quite broad and overlapping because we actually have uh, it's been a point of contention in the uh, navari discord as well actually uh, we also have uh let's say quite a wide spread in terms of what our archetypes can do it's like a thorn is is a fighter uh, mm. uh, sort of like a dedicated fighter a bit like a schlachter but anyone else can fight there, there's no limit on it and anyone else can you know dress up in lots of chain mail with a with a spear and look like one but but not be one same with like brands our leaders they can also be thorns they can be brokers as well which is our traders so it kind of all melts together and i think it's it's pretty good when you're uh when you're new that essentially whatever you do is correct because you know let's say um yeah i'm a uh, I, I want to be a, a trader, a Navari trader. I'm a broker, but I also go out and fight on the battlefield. I don't need to also say I'm a thorn. I can just go off and fight as a broker. Um, so it's pretty cool. But um, as as we go like deeper into the nation, we've um, we've had some not not problems, but like there's been a lot of talk about um, like which group of people, which group of players and archetypes get to decide certain things. Um, mm. especially when you can have vates for or also combat mate uh, vates are our mages and you can have combat mages that you know might might also sit in thorns council because thorns council is our, is our military block that makes decisions around generals for example but it's not limited to thorns it's just thorns and those who fight for the nation which is pretty much everybody so it, it kind of I, I know what you mean when you when you say they kind of kind of overlap a bit um have you found that a problem with like other you know other archetypes kind of stepping on the toes of wardens yeah i think the main thing for every archetype is that choosing an archetype isn't going to give you necessarily a specific direction to go in it's going to help inform what your character might put themselves forward to pursue um so with wardens as an archetype on an OC level, I found that some people, or just ge- like the general feeling of the player base, is that it isn't specific enough, and it it doesn't feel 
like it has much direction in the field. Um, I've always found that my character and the archetype, um, it, it sort of just informs how she responds to things and what she what her goals will be and what she actually wants to achieve rather than say giving me a roadmap for the game that I'm going to pursue but specifically for wardens because it it feels like it's such a ubiquitous thing to be in Varushka it feels like well everyone is a warden really if we're all warden it's like how do I make myself feel distinct and how do I make this part of my character uh, in the way that I might if I'm a boyar or if I'm a Volhov and I can say that's really something distinct about my character and helps me conceptualize them. Um, I find that people like actually on the field are trying in character to really shape what it means to be an anvil warden rather than just I'm a warden, hi I'm, I'm here to kill monsters, saying I've come from Varushka all the way down here to Anvil for reason. And because I'm here and I'm meeting all of you Varushkans, what are we going to do together as wardens for the Empire rather than just what are we going to do as my day job? Because my day job as a warden is in my veil. It's very specific to my veil and very specific to my tiny little home that needs protection. And if I'm leaving my home that is presumably well protected now because I've been doing my job. Mm-hmm. What am I going to go do with all of the other wardens? What has drawn me here and what, what is making me actually want to come? Um, and I, I feel like <laughs> it, it's still sort of evolving in that way and still trying to find, like, what are we going to do together as wardens? And it's led into things like the, um, the monster hunter group that has appeared on the field. Where people oh, are trying yes, to, I've seen that. yeah, yeah, they're like catalog- cataloging and like making notes of all of the actual monsters rather than the barbarians. Um, so trying to keep a record of that for reference. So if people are like, "Oh gosh, oh no, it's it's a frost giant. How do we deal with that?" They go to these monster hunters and say, "Do you have the records on this?" And they say, "Yes, of course we do. We're professional monster hunters." So <laughs> that is one thing that wardens got really involved in because. It's meant to be the warden deal. Fantastic. Okay. Um, is that actually my next question was going to be, you know, what made you want to be a warden uh, in the first place? Um, is is that something that pulls you towards it? The kind of right, I've done my day job, you know, in the uh, uh, sort of below the abstraction layer, but now I'm in Anvil. What's the you know the big impact I can make, or or was it something totally different? Yeah, kinda. I guess. I... Because this is my first character, like, at Empire and at LARP, just in general. Like, Empire was my first LARP. Oh, wow. Um, we get a round of applause in chat? <laughs> I'll give one to all of you. Um, yeah, first character. Um, um, OG. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, so I came I came to the field, uh, my first ever event as a baby, and Dew's um, resource was a farm, and she, she um her, her whole thing was meant to be i'm a changeling and my mother doesn't want me to be a warden because my capricious father was a was a changeling warden and oh dear I, I, she, I, it's far too dangerous um and a series of like battles that killed half of the people in our group led to us thinking about where we wanted to go with the characters and we thought okay if half of the people are dead 
will up and leave from our vale. Um, we'll, we'll say that it got overrun and we need to go find somewhere else to, to stay. We moved to a new vale. We sort of wrote what that actually would entail um, and we needed to ward it. So Doob's whole sort of, <laughs> sort of arc became, okay, I'm going to sort of grow up now and just do the job that needs to be done. Um, and her becoming a warden coincided with her becoming courage in saying, I've got a hard thing in front of me and I need to go and do it and I need to face it. Um, so her being a warden is very tied to her being a courage priest and sort of inspiring people and talking to people about going and doing things, going and facing the monster or facing the, the unwarded road and just getting it done. That's such a when when you said baby, my um, my sorry, my my <laughs> mind immediately immediately flashed to like a, an actual like you know a two year old, but with a little helmet and a bow, but, um, <laughs> but clearly, clearly not the case. So. <laughs> not far off of a Russian child, but they'll they'll be holding a little bell and a little talisman. It's kind of like um, you know the uh, the Disney version of Hercules uh, <laughs> when, he's, when he's a baby fighting off the snakes. I could just imagine that. It's like, yep, you're a warden. <laughs> <laughs> so um how how many wardens are there um ish um in Varushka? because the um again from like a navari point of view uh we're quite a big nation we've got like a few hundred people uh, we've always seen Varushka as quite small and if i had to mm. pick a number off the top of my head it's like 50 people um there was always a joke that urizen had three left um, <laughs> but i know they've recently had an influx of players and they've got like over 100 now which is incredible and cool to see um is is that true? Like, is Varushka around about the fifty mark, or is it actually larger than uh, people give it credit for? It's definitely it's definitely larger. It's it's grown as well, like Urizen. Um, it it definitely feels like we've we've had an influx of new players as well, um, especially after the longest dark. Um, but yeah, it it's it's grown, and I think there's um as a Varushkin, i think you feel the numbers a lot more because a lot of Varushkins will be surprise surprise in the Varushkin camp um and there's a lot of game that comes to the Varushkin camp i i think i don't really have a great idea of what the national game looks like for other people like i don't know how much game comes to people's camps specifically because it feels like in Varushka we all have like these little things that are very specific to the nation. So we're interacting with each other quite a lot and, and having a lot of discussions around the half fire or in the boyars meeting or in the National Assembly, which is our religious um, like assembly for Synod. Um, and there's lots of sort of inter-nation stuff happening. Um, so to me, it feels like Varushka has grown really, really huge. Um, but I know compared to Navarre, it's quite, quite small. Um, it does still feel like a small nation compared to the others. Okay, and um, it's so in um like for us, uh, essentially when when people join, we'll say, you know, here's a here's a sword. Um, uh, you know, you're a thorn for your first event. Um, do the reason I'm not so certain of like which archetype to pick for say like a new player uh, in in Varushka, because on one hand, the I feel like the, the Slackter are. Am I saying that right? Schlachter? I can never get it Schlachter, right. Schlachter, yeah. <laughs> oh, nailed it. Nice. Schlachter. Um, I've, I've seen a few of them rocking around in like, the ridiculous scale armor, the plumed helmets mm. and everything. Um, 
and I've also seen sort of, you know some Rishkins running around with those big uh, like Bardishas, like the two like the big double-handed axes and stuff. Um, but the new oh, players yeah. generally lean towards Warden because of you know it's you know, clearly Witcher inspired, and that's really cool. Um, you know, you don't need a well, at least from the images I've seen on the wiki, you don't need like a big suit of plate armor to you know to be one as well. Is is it quite popular for new players? Oh yeah, I mean I think. That is one thing about being a warden is that you absolutely don't have to be a fighty type to be a warden. Um, and that's quite written into the brief, I think. You could you can be an artisan who makes magical items because that is one of the sort of big things that wardens do is provide these protections and these talismans. Um, you could be someone who does just exclusively like ritual magic and be a warden. You could be someone who sort of leads your veil and be a warden. It's it's quite easy to sort of, like I said before, it's quite a broad archetype. Almost everyone in Varushka could be a warden. Um, so it is quite appealing, I think, to think, oh, I, I could sort of do a, quite a wide range of things and be this archetype. Or I can just focus on fighting and be this archetype. It's It's got universal <laughs> Nice. Um, does it have any? So for the um, you know, policy, I'm a, I, I like. I'm not. I'm not a fighty character anymore. But I, it, I mean, it's part of who I am now, and um, certainly was when I was um first uh, new to Anvil. Um, are there any like weapons that um are like associated with the fighty type of warden? Because the um, I've seen a lot of what comes what comes to mind is like medium leather armor and a pair of swords, or is it yeah. pretty much perfect flavor? <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, I do think it is like this personal flavor thing. Um, obviously, it's play play what you find fun to play. Um, I the brief for Varushka and weapons is is typically, especially for wardens, um, is typically you have a tool that you can also use as a weapon. So a lot of wardens will have axes, and the axe is kind of the archetypal like Varushkan weapon. Um, my character uses a sword and a shield. Um, because I, I think that's cool. Um, and I can, like it. I agree, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people as well will use sort of the, the two-handed weapons. Um, we sort of have, I think, more two-handers than than mo like than anything else um, in the nation. We have far, far fewer shields um, <laughs> than, than anything else. Um, but yeah, we, we don't really have, like, looking at like the people who take the field we don't have a lot of like ambi people who use two swords as cool as it is um and we have far far fewer next to zero um archers as well that's really not a big thing in varushka ah interesting is there any um law behind it sort of not using sort of bows and crossbows or is it just a, a coincidence do you think i think i think it's mostly a coincidence um we we do have we have some people who take the field and 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 use uh, a bow, but I think it is really the law of numbers, um, and most people will have access to particular weapons. Um, I know Navarre has so very many archers, uh, which is very cool. <laughs> it's just I think we, we yeah we don't have the numbers for it. Interesting. I mean, it's totally a loaded question. Um, I I like my bow and my when I inevitably die sooner rather than later um i i you know i was strongly looking at 
playing of Varishkan Warden. So this episode is, you know, whilst very interesting, is also the, is also totally in my own self interest. Um, that's, that's good <laughs> to know. Telling you to come, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not even recording at this point. This is just a chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the topic of so like weaponry and uh, so like maybe not weaponry, but like the maybe going back to the Gribblies actually. Um, what's your? Uh, it's kind of two questions. What's the best monster you've ever slain? Um, or like the most fearsome or however you want to quantify it. But then also, what's your favourite monster um, in the setting? Ooh. Ooh, there's, that's a hard one. There's so <laughs> many cool things. Um, obviously, the war rhinos are... I just need to shout those out. Oh, they yeah, rule. they're great. They rule. They're very cool. Um, oh, gosh. Um... Okay, so one monster I particularly love are the husks. I think they're great, and I think they're very atmospheric, especially when you go out uh, to face them. They don't tend to happen much in like the big pitched battles, but um, I think one of my favorite ever sort of battles, things I've done as a warden specifically, um, was E2 this year. Um, we went out on an account on an encounter skirmish to ward a road in Varushka. So we had someone who came to our camp and was like, you need to help us. There's a bunch of white stag who are trapped in Mikarova, um, in Machenya specifically, which was a territory that was uh, the territory that was ceded to Thule, um at E1. So we had this sort of moral dilemma of we can go and help these white stag, but we also have this opportunity to sort of ruin the road further and make the Thule's job a lot harder in this sort of territory because they won't be able to get past the monsters. So we basically be really sticking it to the Thule. Uh -huh. um, but we get there through the Sentinel Gate and we come to the forest in Mikarova um, and we get to this road and we see that it's a lot different than what we anticipated. The road is completely broken already. And there are all of these like talismans hanging there um, and they're all broken. And we have this horde of zombies come to us and we have to sort of like cut our way through like day of the dead style. Oh, um, nice. They're just terrifying, terrifying things. Um, and I just always found, always found them really cool. I think it's a part of my character's like tragic backstory because the previously mentioned veil that got overrun was from Husk. So her whole thing has been like, I will face undead and I will not flinch. So I just personally really like and the husks in the set, and I think they're horrible. They're an affront to virtue and the labyrinth <laughs> scary and the um the skirmish team who play them are always putting in like such great roleplay. I've always just loved them. I think they're so cool. Oh, so, so these are um to uh, to clarify, these are like normal husks as opposed to forlorn husks. Yeah, yeah, completely normal husks. So they they would like um they were repeating the things that we said. Um, they were acting as Varushkin Schlachter, so they had all these hero calls and stuff. Um, and they would talk to us like, "Do you want hospitality?" They'd say the traditional Varushkin things. And I was like, it's so unnerving and horrible. Oh gosh, um. Oh, I, sorry. I think I know what you mean. I think I've actually come a, come across. Oh god, it was, it was a while back, but um, 
squeezed in a skirmish like this where they would say things like, help, help, yeah. help, <laughs> help, as it got closer. And yeah. yeah, that, oh yeah, that was, oh yeah, goosebumps, <laughs> goosebumps still. Yep, yep, I know what you mean. That's freaky. That's freaky stuff. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's proper nightmare fuel. Yeah, um, yeah, nightmare fuel. I think the best, the best thing that we didn't kill because you're not meant to kill these things. But we went on a skirmish to face a sovereign um, before, and this was uh, a sovereign that like particularly hated changelings, so I had to like twilight masquerade and everything to get to it. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like the monsters that you're not supposed to kill. The ones that if you kill, if you even try to kill them, then you will suffer a fate worse than death. Oh, uh, okay. So you're meant to bargain with them. Or make a deal or something something horrible um that's always really nasty and fun nice so these um the sovereigns are like the giga monsters aren't they because you've got wolves for like a husk would be a wolf and then a, a sovereign would be a i, I have no idea a death star laser <laughs> equivalent basically yeah the sovereigns are a big part of the varushkin brief um they're sort of the I guess the, the, the explanations in the title there, they're the thing that is in the land and that that is their land. This is their domain. So if you're going to live in a sovereign's domain, you need to make some kind of accord with the sovereign and and make sure it doesn't kill everyone. Um, and sovereigns will usually have wolves that serve them, so lesser monsters. Um, and, and sovereigns are very broad and ill-defined as well because they can really be anything um it, it's one of those things where it's like if you say something is a sovereign it's a sovereign um and the stories that you tell have power and they will they will imbue the sovereign with its sovereignty gotcha so could facebook be a sovereign <laughs> oh god first uh, of all just as you were saying that i was looking at my webcam and i was like yeah you know what yeah <laughs> that, that could work um that's really interesting actually because i didn't i didn't realize that um the wolves would be subservient to a local sovereign i thought so that you know dribblies in general were quite individual and you know others might control lessers but uh, that that's interesting that the the wolves actually serve the sovereign. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Um, it it's like again one of those things where it's like, oh, it, it could be different depending on the veil. Every veil's different, but um, it, it's one of the cool things I like about I like about the brief. Um, like this giga monster that controls the the minions and the the little servants beneath it. I'm imagining a rat king with loads of rats. Anyway, <laughs> moving, moving swiftly on from my obsession with rats. Um, Varushkin accents. Uh, earlier, when you uh, you said Dubravka's full name, there's a little bit, a little bit of it in there. Um, what's it like? I mean, first of all, do you keep an accent uh, when you play? Um, it's it, it, it's mm, <laughs> hard. hard say really i i find that there is sort of a verushkin lilt that may or may not appear for certain words especially for name um but generally i find the camp has 
uh, started to move away from the accents and doing any kind of accent. Okay, fantastic. And um, with the, because like you know the stereotype is is is, it's got like Russian Slavic influences. Um, did that go away because they're you know frankly they're quite hard to keep up for a whole weekend, especially when the you know my assumption is the majority of players in Anvil are English because it's a UK LARP. Mm. Um, or was there anything where like uh, they said, well actually, you know you, you've got different territories accents wouldn't really be uniform across all of them it's i think it's a mix of things um i think there there is sort of this um because i wouldn't say it is if anyone's doing any kind of accent i wouldn't say it is specifically drawing from any kind of real world place it's it's kind of this amalgamation of different accents, Eastern European accents, um, to come together for like this Voroshkin accent. But I think most people have dropped it because there have been people who said that they, they don't like the accent or that the accent um, sort of offends them in some way. Gotcha. Um, and sort of out of respect for anyone who might be upset by it, the accent has kind of been dropped. Um, but like that being said, there have of course been, uh, well, what I've seen, there have been people um, who have these accents like have eastern european accents who have said hey i would love to come to varushka because it is it draws from eastern european culture and, and folklore and all of this um and have therefore come to the nation because of its ties to these culture so i wouldn't say there's no accent whatsoever because it come with their own they have their own um but generally i feel like as with most of the accents on the field um <laughs> You even, I guess, suppose I suppose some of the marcher accents I've seen people say they don't really like that. Um, I, most people just sort of seeming to phase it out. Oh, that's that's good to know actually. Um, because uh, I I think you were quite polite there when you said, oh, you know, the Varushkin accent is an amalgamation of different Eastern European accents. But if mine my impressions of accents are anything to go by, um, it's because they're bad. <laughs> rather than yeah. accurate to any any location but uh because you're navari i'm <laughs> i'm welsh um and i um like i hear the welsh accent in navarre quite a lot and i always find it charming to hear people putting on the welsh accent <laughs> um obviously i don't have a very thick um <laughs> but um yeah I, i've always found that that personally just, like seeing people who don't have a welsh accent putting on the welsh accent i've always Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but honestly, I think it, it's a case of one singular person is upset by by something um, that is so easily not done as, as an accent. Then it's quite easy for us all to not do it. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not here to dick with each other's fun. We're here to um, yeah. you know, kill plague wolves and drink ale. All righty. Um, the next question is actually around you mentioned changelings a lot um I mean, <laughs> it's because i play a changeling <laughs> <laughs> but um are there any um because in the far we used to have a really strong thing against briars that that's kind of been, mm. uh dulled down now um is there something similar in Varushka where you've got distrust towards uh, certain lineages um i find it doesn't manifest very much on the field um uh but I think there there are people who definitely willing to sort of ham up the um, 
if you're a changeling and you're a warden, then you're probably part of the company of the white stag. And that means you're going to be really reckless. You're not going to abide by the rules. You're a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and that's always very fun. I find like my sect members, the people in my group, uh, will be willing to sort of indulge the you're out of control roleplay. Um, <laughs> but as a whole, the Varushkin camp isn't really prejudiced towards any particular li- particular lineage um but I, I, like that being said i think it's quite easy to sort of ham up the changeling uh, warden thing um and sort of come in announce yourself as the best monster hunter that barushka will ever see and you will get a swarm of people coming to you and being like you are foolish you don't know what you're doing and th- they'll they'll play along with you fantastic that, that we had um that's good because we had the you know obviously with the the bra thing being dulled down there's been less of it now but there wasn't really much of it to begin with um surprisingly it only manifested itself often at elections so mm. you know any bra running around you know whatever we might if they were doing something particularly stupid or um if if you know, you know empire's a political pvp larp right if if they were your opponent in any way, you would just pick on pick on them for it. But otherwise, <laughs> it didn't really crop up too often. Um, that, that's cool. Um, it's cool that like Chainlink's got that. Uh, is it almost like I'm, I'm always feeling getting like a Top Gun feel from it? You know, you, oh, you're changing, you're yeah. taking off your aviators after yeah. having just crashed a seventy million dollar jet into the sea or something, and, and the rest of the crew are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> It's a twenty thrown wagon. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely that. Oh yeah, that is um actually one of my um. Oh no, that that's not true. I've got a handful more. Um, the on-field impression is that Varushka is very wealthy, uh, particularly around your <laughs> mines as well. Um, as being a destitute Navari thorn, um, you know, having a crown to your name is is a lot. Um, however, I've like you said, that's a 20, 20 Wayne carriage and stuff like that. Um, is it true that Varushkin members are pretty uh, a pretty baller most of the time? Well, I wouldn't know anything about this as a lowly priest who gets by on my, what is it, 18 rings. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> generally, the individual Varushkin is not, um, is not ex- ex- like extraordinarily rich. Um, I would say that there's wealth in particular groups, um, but not every Varushigan is extremely, extremely balling. Gotcha. That's a, that's a shame. I was hoping uh, <laughs> a character switch over might save my money woes. Yeah, you come to Varushka and they hand you five wains of white granite. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's got like a sort of, you know, what was it? Is it? Again, my timeline wrong, but 1800s, 1900s or so, you know, come to New York, the the streets are paved with gold, and instead they're they're covered in rats. <laughs> rats again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, we've got several sort of national ball seats, which of course is going to turn people's heads for the wealth. Hmm. But you know, it's about who has those ball seats. Rather, necessarily, every single person has has riches. Gotcha. Okay, that's um, it's kind of it's kind of similar in Navarre. We 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 don't have many uh national seats. Um, 
but it's it, it's quite upsetting. But yeah, we have you know the people who do hold them are um, pretty wealthy, and the rest of us are not. We actually have a uh, I think it's called Brock's Toll. It's a it's a toll bridge in a Navari territory, but Navarre don't own it. Uh, the owner is is either a a marcher or a Dornish citizen, and it's decided by a fight in the Glory Square. And like Navarre show up like, oh wow, isn't this fun? And then, <laughs> obviously I'm sat there like we're mugs. Why? Why is this not ours? It's ours. <laughs> like, please, why can't we have this? Maybe you should just throw your sort of gauntlet in there. <laughs> just turn up with uh, two swords and say you're going to fight for it. Yeah, I'm the best Brock's Toll Warden you'll ever see as my pointy <laughs> ears appear from my hair and <laughs> twin swords and the white stags uh, stenciled on my ch- chest or something. You know, if you totally... want it hard enough, you'll fight for it. <laughs> Oh, all right. Okay, so I try and use a quote from the episode as the episode title. Uh, that's a good one. If you want it, so if you want it hard enough. So if you want it hard enough, you'll fight. You'll for fight it. for it. Brilliant. Okay, doke. Um. Hmm. Final. I guess like the final section for me was actually the. You know, you talked a bit about the courage. Uh, priest and sort of you know facing those husks, facing you know the really scary nightmare fuel stuff, and, and encouraging others to do so. Um, beyond priesting and warding, um, what else do you get up to in Anvil? You know, what are your typical uh, weekend antics that you can tell me about? Keep oh, the secrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots of things, lots and lots of things. Uh, <laughs> there's Obviously, it's sort of a lot of national game, like I mentioned. Um, it, it seems like always sort of just like flitting about, um, poking nose in these different things that are coming to Varushka. Um, I have I do a lot of synod stuff that's sort of taken up a lot of my time, um, which is talking to other priests about things or, and matters of virtue, going and voting in synod. Um, but my character is has also been involved a lot in sort of uh like fighting skirmishes military stuff so she's been sort of around military council and and going off into sort of fights and getting involved with all of that i I do a lot of skirmishes and fighting as my character um i find that very fun a big part of her um but yeah as a varushkin like priest as well a lot of her game is like um storytelling as well um so i tend to try and like write stories as the character and when i'm not fighting then i'll be around and talking to people about virtue and courage and all of that just all of the interpersonal drama as well that that comes from (laughs) being a dramatic role player that that's what really gets to me at last it's just sort of like character drama have you got any um spicy character drama from E3 you can share? Oh gosh. Um <laughs> I oh gosh, so much. Um <laughs> it's just totally like, oh man. Um because like last year was like a big sort of character thing because my character got married, um and she she had sort of been avoiding all of her feelings and um she she was in love with her boyar of her veil, um, and the boyar was um, 
but also a player character, um, played by my actual girl. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the boy. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to romance an NPC that's not on the field. Just all the yeah. love letters going out <laughs> right. in the tent. I'll just get birds. in there in the corner, like, I wish she loved me. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the boy is like the leader, and she she's like there for the people, and do is like, I'm just a distraction for her. It'll never work. I have to be her warden. I have to keep her safe. It's the courageous thing for me to do if I bottle my feelings and never talk about it and don't be a distraction and just a lot of ball gowning and like the courageous thing to do is actually to face your feelings and actually admit that you're in love um yeah all all of that <laughs> trophy stuff that i love um yeah and that, that ended up with them them getting married at e4 before the longest dark um yeah, so that that was one of the more dramatic things. Um, but at Eve three, I I was doing a lot of um. I became the state sort of assigned therapist for a member of my sect Ooh, because okay. she had posted up a statement in Synod, which talked about fear being uh the end goal of vigilance um she's a vigilance priest of course um and a lot of people took a lot of umbrage with this and demanded that we inquisit her and talk to her about this um and the inquisition ended with her her penance was she needed to get a courage priest um sort of guidance so as the member of her sect i became the guidance priest for this and it was there's a lot of sort of like talking about trauma and, and what has led to sort of fear and, and vigilance and the crossover between fear, vigilance, courage, just all of that. Uh, it, I'm talking about this in a very vague way, but <laughs> yeah, general feelings, angst, all of that. Oh, that that's really nice. Um, I feel like that's that's actually a really interesting area of role play to, um, to explore because uh, one of my, one of the guys in our, um, not in our striding, but we have like larger groups called Thornborns. It's like a, a group of stridings, basically, which are our like individual national units of, of people, um, kind of like a Vale equivalent. They, um, he was talking about like in comparison to like a Roman legionnaire who might see one, maybe two or three major battles at, at the height of the Roman Empire and saw that the combat stress of that versus an imperial citizen who. You know, if mm. you're the siege of Holberg, for example, or you know the skirmishes we do on a not just daily basis but hourly basis at some point yeah. in in Anvil, um, you know we're, we're all you know big damn heroes, right? So you know we're courageous and we can take it. But um, it's something me and actually a few others I've, I've run into have been exploring a little bit more, especially with my new character, is around that that fear of death and um, you know sort of the the things we see as heroes of the Empire. Um, how have you found that sort of consoling somebody and um, helping them overcome those kind of fears? Oh gosh, it yeah, it's it's a thing that has come up quite a lot because I play a courage priest. So, it, sort of people be like, talk to me about the courage of, of the battle, or like, how can I use courage right now to sort of get me through this? And it is re it's really can be heavy role play, but I find it really fun and interesting to get into that, especially through the lens of the empire's theology and like how religion is it's so very different um like how it's written um and 
exploring how it's written as a way to sort of cope with these awful things um and how it is like it is a religion it's faith-based for the most part um none of it is necessarily explicitly proven so um yeah i i find that a really fun part of the character um and like i said i've had a lot of like my friends who have played like members of my group who have gone to battle and died and then you have to role play being in grief um but like i generally find that to be quite fun um i, I know it's not for everyone <laughs> yeah it's um you know sad sad role play is um like you said some people it's you know people don't want to go laugh and be sad right that that sucks you know we're here to kill husks and drink ale but um yeah <laughs> uh, but i i totally agree with you and I, I know what you mean with the like the grief side of it as well that like, i'm i come to love for the for the emotional extremes you don't get in day-to-day life um yeah and, you know having you know someone genuinely you know, genuinely lose a friend you've got the wonderful safety net of you know you, you're oh, you see your friend's fine but i see you know you've had that kind of loss and that uh those kind of strong feelings and almost the adrenaline that comes from it as well or like the uh, desire for revenge as well um oh yeah wonderful like stuff. uh at e1 um we it's our festival of the loom where we sort of remember our the uh dead people basically it's like it's like a it's like a, it's similar to the high guard um one that happens at the same time but we sort of stand around and sing songs and we weave a loom like a physical loom uh-huh. um what happened at E1 is we ended up having to destroy the loom um, because of the aforementioned Philodny. Um, <laughs> lots of shenanigans. Um, but um, the the main thing was that we messed with our half magic and that made a curse happen on everyone in Varushka in Anvil. So on Sunday, everyone in the Varushkan camp was given a little slip from a referee that said, that we were cursed and that we could all see our dead friends and family. Oh, so no. everyone in the camp was role-playing, being distraught and or, or just being sort of elated that they could see these people who they loved. Um, and as a priest <laughs> and as a courage priest, um, I was going around and having to exorcise people um, and ended up doing maybe like 20, 30 exorcisms and was just being handedly out but having to talk to every single person and talk about this exorcism and talking to people who couldn't hear you they were too busy talking to these people that were lost and they hadn't seen in so long it was heartbreaking i was i was in tears it was so like emotional oc and icy i loved it i thought it was amazing but everyone was like fully committed to that role play it was it was really it was crazy oh that that sounds absolutely brutal but wow <laughs> what wow yeah that uh that was that was an e1 yeah that was i think that was e1 oh, yeah damn i missed out oh that sounds that sounds so cool what a uh i mean i mean you what what way for pd to react as well like ah ha ha, ha i cursed. know this, i can imagine <laughs> they rubbing their rubbing their rat paws together and going hey, hey, hey let's cause some cause some chaos that's that's brilliant yeah i think our egregores are very on it if we break our half magic they they really pay attention to it oh fantastic i've got so i've got a big smile on my face at the moment that is so cool um, <laughs> i i am aware i've uh you know i've uh pinned you down for an hour 
three minutes and 29 seconds. So uh, I'll keep, I'll, I guess I'll go straight to my final question. And you'll, you'll hate to hear it. It's kind of three questions in one. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, have you got any top tips for new LARPers, new Varushkins or new Wardens? From your experience of being good at the game and keeping your character alive this entire time. Well, I don't know if I'm good at the game. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> um, new LARPers um, to, to Empire. Um, I think the biggest learning curve for me was, yes, you can go and talk to anyone. Yes, anyone will talk to you back. I know the social anxiety is a very hard thing to overcome. Um, but game will come to you when you talk to people. And no matter what part of the game you're in, if you go and talk, you will you will generate some game. If you don't if you don't talk to anyone, then the game will always seem quite impenetrable. Um and I I have I don't particularly have any like big hats or anything like that in in Empire, but I have a lot of fun at events because I just go around and just get involved. Um, and I think, yeah, at, at Empire you can definitely rely on uh, the egregores as well. Especially, um, I'm talking from a Varushkin perspective. Like our egregores are such fantastic. Um, players and people and they're just always ready to sort of drop everything and help you and get you involved in game um for new Varushkins, come to the nation sit around the half fire and people will talk to you people will get involved with you and will start to involve you in their little shenanigans and um for new wardens i think it's very similar um come to Varushka. Um, come talk to me. I <laughs> I have a long blonde wig. I'm a chain and sort of standing up and saying, hi, I'm a warden. Um, and we can talk about like what you do as a warden and what it means to your, your character and, and figure out how you go forward um, on the field and do it. Um, and that's kind of, I think, what we're, we're all trying to do as wardens and as Varushkins. It's, it's a very sort of closely knit nation and um, we're sort of trying to help each other out fantastic and um i, I just to add on the, the finding you part for being a warden um i think i've seen i've seen around some photos with uh you've got like almost silver swirls on your skin <laughs> is that changing lineage or is that something else that I, I don't understand uh the white spirals are her changeling her yeah, her changeling lineage. She's meant to be really high lineage, so she's got like the big blonde hair, antlers, and spirals everywhere. Fantastic. Yeah, they, they do look absolutely sick. They look really <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Well, I mean, Sam, you know, thank you so much. You've hit the one hour, six minutes, and 55 seconds mark. Um, oh god you've heard me talk for that long no I, i've <laughs> been i've been listening i've been sat here listening taking notes so uh, this is this has been so <laughs> informative and it's been really really interesting to listen to and uh i i love you know i love all these chats i have with your players in other places because i've only played navarre and all the stuff is of course not on the wiki and it gives us that little that little hit of anvil mm. fun when we're we're not on the field so again thank you so much for taking the time to uh to come on 
Well, thank you for having me. Have you got any parting shots uh, for the people listening in? As rude as you <laughs> want to Russia. be. We're, we're, not as, we're not as scary and horrible as we seem. We're really lovely and nice. Want to eat you. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. We're not going to eat you. Uh, I'll just go for Rushkin, you know. Uh, what is it now? Summer 384. Mm, we're going into autumn. Oh, yes. Uh, only three and a half weeks left to go. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, indeed. <laughs> On that note, listeners, until next time, stay safe, keep your weapons close, and stay on the roads. <laughs>